It's time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham, brought to you at this time on the first Tuesday of every month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street, Willimantic. PMR assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery as we once again present our host, Jim Rivers, the Wyndham Town Manager. How has the Wyndham winter gone so far, Jim? Big dud, Wayne. Good morning. A big dud. I'd just like to add that, in my opinion, a dud winter is a great winter. Yeah, I guess so. If you're not a skier or you don't, you don't, you know, don't like the kids in the snow on a day off or something like that. There haven't been many snow days, uh, but you know, we got a little bit of snow, a little taste. I don't see much in the forecast, but that's your area of expertise. Um, you know, we, we've been very fortunate. When they do get snow, like that storm we had last week, and they remove the snow from the streets, I see the payloaders with the snow in it or the trucks with the snow in it. Where does that snow go? Well, we don't move snow around too much, but when it does get deep or in the wrong place, we, we usually bring it over to Lauder Park and, and lay it down in the parking lot there. It's not used in the winter, of course, because it's, uh, it's kind of a summer park. But, uh, you know, we want to make sure that when it melts down that, if there's any sand or, or trash, a lot of trash, you know, when you pick up the snow because it's on the side of the road with the snow, um, it, uh, you know, we, we could pick up that, that stuff that's undesirable before it gets into the water, you know, into the water courses and things like that. So that's where we usually bring it. I don't know that we've done a lot of that this year because uh, it's been pretty light. Jim, this is budget season. Where do things stand right now on budgets, budgets, budgets? This is the most wonderful time of the year, Wayne, and we're – I have to try to explain this very, very complex situation. Uh, the budget, it, just the general government budget, is about 100 pages of little tiny lines and explanations and numbers. Um, it, it seems to get more complicated every year. But um, so, so the first thing is the headline that everyone saw probably in the local newspaper, and I'm getting lots of calls. Oh, my God, my, my taxes are going up 13%. That is not true. That is the starting point of the expenditures. The expenditures are only half the equation. The other half is how much money we take in for revenues, and the revenues come from a, a lot of different places. So I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, first of all, last year we started out around 10% in expenditures, and the increase to the taxes, let, get this, we reduced taxes in the towel town by 1.7 mils, and in the city, if you lived in the city, they went down by 3.4 mil. So that was a 10% expenditure, and we went down. Now, again, everybody's confused. How is that possible, Jim? Because if your revenues exceed your, your expenditures, your taxes will go down. If your expenditures exceed your revenues, the taxes will go up, generally speaking. That's, that's how it works. So this year, once again, we have a lot of good revenues to offset those expenditures. Now, where are the expenditures coming from? They're coming from uh, health care is up 15% so far. We're going to work that number a little bit. And what, By the way, this is a process. We work on these numbers and try to get them down and in the right place. So we're, the health care is around 15%. Debt service, which I've talked about every year, we have all these projects, and at some point you've got to start paying the bills, right? And there's a schedule. It's not like the schedule on your home. On, and the municipalities, the, the, the cost for uh, – Debt goes up at the beginning, and then it starts to go down over time. It's not flat like your house. So those schedules are starting to get to where they would be peak. 
That's for the community center, the garage. We've already bonded the high school project, uh, and, and even though we're in the middle of, of constructing it. So that increase is 29% this year. That's something we planned on. So we have money set aside to offset that, and we could take those reserves or those those funds that we have put aside. I call that engineering, financial engineering, and we can offset those uh, increases in debt service. So we've been planning. If you look ahead, we ru- we're running this town like a business now. You plan ahead, you look ahead, and we are ready to handle this this year. So this is where we are right now, just in summary. And I'll get to some of the details because I know some of your listeners have questions about some of the details. But we are right now, tonight we're going to continue to work on the budgets at the town council with work done by the Board of Finance, the town council, and staff. The general government budget right now, is tonight, is going to be at zero increase in taxes. That's the general government budget, not the Board of Education. The Willimantic Taxing District is starting out at zero increase in taxes. Again, as I explained, our revenues are very strong, and they're offsetting expenditures. And again, we've had money put aside for some of these expenditures that we anticipated many years ago to help offset this. So that's, that's sort of the summary, uh, Wayne. And, and again, uh, I know some of your listeners had questions about specifics in the budget. Yeah, I got a couple of people who wanted me to talk to you about that, and you've already covered much of what they were talking about. But one of them says, is it time to start charging people to use the parking garage as well as charging competitive rates for the senior and community center? I believe the taxpayers are paying for the staffing, maintenance, pool chemicals, utilities, and insurance for these properties, as well as having to pay some grant money back for the construction of these facilities. Your words? Absolutely. You know, there are revenue possibilities, but we're never going to cover some of these expenditures with, with revenues. I mean, we could if we wanted to really charge people a lot, but, we, you know, that's not the kind of town we are. And, again, the leadership, it's going to be a blend where we take in some money to offset some of those expenditures. Now, again, we just got the community center going. The garage is just going. You're about to see fees uh, be brought onto the garage uh, uh, any moment now. The, the, uh, the traffic authority, I'm sorry, the parking authority will be uh, setting those fees in the next few weeks, I think. They're going to start off somewhat gentle, although some people may not think anything is gentle. They think any cost at all is going to be expensive. So we're, we're balancing those people that don't want to really pay for the parking, they're trying to conduct business or uh, have, have businesses in town, with those people that don't go into town and don't have businesses and they want to see some offset to their taxes. The, the garage, real quick, and I know we've got to go to the break pretty soon, but the garage, real quick, it's in a special fund. So the budgets that you see, that you hear all these numbers, that's in a special fund where the money from all the, the fees and all the uh, tickets and everything goes into the fund, and then the expenditures go out, such as the debt service or maybe the lights and things like that. So that's really kind of off to the side uh, from the budgets, then, uh, and it's not really affecting you folks uh, directly. But we are going to start charging fees in the garage. Same thing at the community center. We've, we have some fees over there. We're, we're evaluating more fees. We certainly don't want to charge the seniors any fees to use the facility, and they are loving it over there. One of the things you've been talking about a little bit is a town mechanic. Where does that stand right now, Jim? So in the budget, we, you know, we, we had talked about these revenues, Wayne, that were you know, going up, and they've been going up for the last few years with all the investments that we've made. Uh, again, as, as, I, as I, to quote the mayor, Mayor DeVivo, great Mayor DeVivo, we need to make investments in our community. And that's the first thing he said to me. 
almost six years ago when I joined Wyndham. We need to invest in our community, and that we've had, we've done. Those investments pay back dividends. The dividends are, you know, you might have higher revenues, you might have higher property values, you might have better services. But if you, you know, you keep uh, adding things and, and more people come and more traffic and more uh, more services, you need people to do those things. So in the public works area, uh, just a little history lesson, we used to have about 30 or 31 people total in public works. We now have 22. So over the years, and this, is, this was Wyndham for, you know, decades and decades, we cut our way. We kept cutting and cutting and cutting, and we thought that was going to make things better. So public works is one of those areas where we kept cutting and cutting. And, again, you, you cut every year, but if your revenues are going down, cuts don't do you any good. So, again, we're running the town more like a business. If you own the business, we're trying to increase revenues, yes, but sometimes expenditures have to increase. So in public works, we've got – a new dog park. We're trying to, you know, keep the fields uh, striped and mowed, and the cemeteries, and of course the roads. and And now we have a new stage, and there's this time that it takes to to take care of that, and the community center. So we have new assets here that have to be taken care of. So a mechanic, we used to have four mechanics. Now we have two. When somebody's out, maybe we got to pull somebody off of the crew that may be doing something else. So we've been doing that. We've been pulling a third. Uh, maintainer out of the crew to go over to maintain our vehicles. And those vehicles are not just public works vehicles. They are the police vehicles. They are other town vehicles. So, again, we need people to do the work because there's, there's more work to do. So we're really trying to get the mechanics, you know, closer to back where they were. We're going to try to go from two to three. That's what the proposal is in this budget. And also add another maintainer. So we're trying to get to 24 total at public works. It's as simple as that. More work. Uh, we've had less people over the years, and we're just trying to return some of those people now that we have the revenues to do so. So that's that's sort of the theme of the budget. We have other places we're adding resources. The ambulance I want to talk about. We're adding the number of people to help with the ambulance. The ambulance is 80% of the calls at the Willimantic Taxing District. I'm sorry, at the Willimantic Fire Department. 80% of the calls are for the ambulance, which is town wide. We're asking to add two more individuals or two more team members to uh, the ambulance budget and the town budget and two more in the Willimantic Fire Fire District. That is going to give us four more people to run the ambulance better. Now, the ambulance has 20% more calls uh, in, in, their, uh, in the last 20 years, and we've added no one. So, uh, And with those more calls comes more revenues. That's part of the reason the budget is coming in flat this year. We've increased the revenues in the ambulance budget to offset these expenditures in different, uh, adding different people. Perfect example, we added the town of Chaplin. We service the town of Chaplin. We get revenues when we pick somebody up and bring them to the hospital, and we get paid for that. It goes into the town budget. And then we get money from Chaplin on top of that, because that doesn't quite cover all the costs. We get another 50000 or so dollars from them every year, plus the call money, to help offset expenditures. Well, we never added anybody when we, we added chaplains. So we added more work, but we didn't add those people. Now we have the revenues coming in. We're going to add the people. Those are two good examples, Wayne. I'm glad that that listener asked that question. You know, there's something else I want to remind everybody of, and that is in the last five years, taxes are flat. 
If you live in Wyndham five years ago and you got a single-family home, your taxes were about $4,200, depending on which part of town you were in, for that single-family home, $4,100, $4,200. That's all the services included. And now, this year, it's going to be about the same thing. Five years later, all the new services, everything looks better. you got the new community center, the garage, the this, the that, and we're flat. What was inflation the last five years? Compounded. It's 26%. Everything has gone up. Your car, you go buy a new car, it's 26% more than it was five years ago. But everybody's taxes is pretty much flat. Now, depending on what size home you have and if your business is you know, adding on or whatever, you may pay more taxes. But the average single-family home in Wyndham, with all the services we have, is $4,200, $4,100, depending on what part of town you live in. So, again, I call that miraculous uh, but again, it's the return on investment, as the mayor calls it. We've invested, and now we're getting the dividends. We have really strong reserves. We're getting interest from those reserves to help offset the budgets. The interest rates are up, right? Well, we have all this money in the bank. We've got them in treasury bills. We've got them in investments. That's helping offset the taxes that otherwise would be going up because of inflation. We have wage inflation. We have health insurance inflation, and we have to offset that, and we're doing it. It's, it's like we always planned, and it's working. Jim, you're talking about the ambulances. Do you know how long the average ambulance response is, and will that time be reduced with that other employee? Uh, I don't know the exact time, but it's, it's minutes. I mean, we have our teams there. Uh, they're, they're, you know, at the Wilmington Taxing, uh, Wilmington Fire Department. They're right there. I mean, I think it's three minutes or something. Depends what, depends what part of town. If we have to drive to the other side of town, what a chaplain, it's going to be longer. Um, but if you're in the city, I see that call go off. I got the pager in my pocket. I can see the calls going off. I mean, in a minute, that ambulance is running by the town hall. So it's minutes before they respond. Now, here, here's the good question on that. Um, we have three uh, ambulances, actually vehicles, right, three ambulances. We have a minimum manpower, about six on a shift. Now, clearly, we can't run three ambulances all the time because there might be other things going on. You need at least two people in the ambulance to go to the call. The extra ambulance is mostly uh, for a breakdown if the first two ambulances break down. But often we have two ambulances out of the firehouse, and that kind of cleans the firehouse out. So there are times when we're at a couple fire calls. I've seen five calls at one time out of the Wilmington Fire Department during the day. And we have to call in mutual aid. So sometimes we miss calls. So we might not necessarily speed up the call uh, response time, but we'll be able to get to more of the calls. We miss about 240 calls a year. In other words, we have to call in for mutual aid. That mutual aid is clearly going to take longer than coming out of the Wilmanic Fire Department. So to your caller's question, yes, it will increase response time, especially for the calls that we might be missing or that we're trying to run from another call, you know, call to call. Uh, it should help response time. What, the other reason we're really adding people, not only there's more calls and more volume and we're trying to pick up those calls we're missing, but uh, some of these calls get very difficult. If we have a difficult patient, a mental health issue, uh, perhaps a drug issue, substance abuse issue, uh, those calls get really rough on our staff. And I think we're going to add another staff person to the back of the ambulance. If you get picked up right now, there's a driver and there's somebody in the back with you. Well, I think we're going to add another person to some of these calls just to make sure that our people are safe and that we're providing the best service we can. So that is a great question. 
pretty lively budget discussion this morning, including the word miraculous with Jim Rivers, our town manager. And uh, that discussion pretty much triggered by a couple of listener emails that I got. And another one, changing topics a bit, says the status of firing guns in residential areas of the Wyndhams. Willimantic has gun ordinances, but the Wyndhams do not. I know the Wyndham First Taxing District puts this request in writing and handed the request to Mr. Rivers at least six months ago, and nothing's been done. These high-capacity guns are being fired in a residential area less than a 1,000 feet away from closely located homes and can be heard all the way to Wyndham Center Green. I know this request will not end as the neighbors are willing to go to the state level if necessary. It's not only dangerous, but also takes place on the weekends when everybody is outside their homes. Where does that stand right now, Jim? So that's not necessarily true that there's some special ordinance in the city that a lot, you know, doesn't allow firing. Uh, you have, you have a, your rights, right? I mean, people have rights. You see this nationally. People can fire, fire their guns, uh, but they have to be fired in a safe direction. In the city, there's really no place to go fire a gun and that, you know, where there's a range that's safe that you could shoot into an embankment or you, there's just not enough area. So in, 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 from a practical sense, yes, there's no shooting in the city because you just couldn't demonstrate that you're firing in a safe direction and you wouldn't strike somebody with one of the rounds. In the Out in the villages of Wyndham, there's a lot more land. Some people have 50 acres. Some people have, you know, even more. And they might find a spot where they can shoot safely. Now, that's covered by the state police, so we don't get too involved in that. But I know uh, the state police have been called over and over again in some areas especially where there's a lot of homes, people get unnerved by the firing of, of, of weapons uh, on the weekends or whatever. And that is, uh, again, something between the state police and the residents. But uh, generally speaking, if they're firing in a safe direction, they can fire. As annoying as that is, as, as, it, as it disturbs your lifestyle or whatever or makes you uh, nervous, they can fire their guns. That is just their rights. Now, again, you get to the middle of the night, then you get into you know, breach of peace, you know, you're, you're being loud when people are supposed to be sleeping. But during the day, if somebody wants to fire these weapons, unfortunately, there's not much we can do about it. If they're firing in an unsafe direction, and that's very subjective, and the state police try to try to sort that out, or or sometimes the town police, uh, they, again, uh, might have to stop shooting. But again, they can, they can continue to call me or the mayor or anybody, but we really don't have jurisdiction over uh, someone shooting in the in the Wyndham villages. That is the state police. If they're concerned about the shooting, they should call the state police, and they'll come out and evaluate whether it's in a safe direction or not. Another issue that's been seemingly getting worse of late is traffic accidents on Route 6 in North Wyndham between, say, Aldi's and Walmart. Now, that's a state highway. So does that mean it's out of the town of Wyndham's jurisdiction to take action on that? Where does that stand? Well, we can always uh, make some noise here, and we, we have been. My engineer is looking at it. I know uh, I heard a couple of good ideas from some citizens about the way the lights are changing over there. That's over by uh, uh, Walmart. Keep in mind that you go further uh, you know, towards Hampton, Chaplin, there's an awful lot of accidents right now. That being said, there are a lot of accidents everywhere, and it's not just in Connecticut. It's across the country. People are just driving faster. They're more distracted. They have all these devices, and and it's just a, a variety of reasons that these things are happening. Uh, Chief Scrivener met with the state police at Troop D because they cover, uh, you know, into Chaplin where a lot of these fatalities are. Um, and uh, they are aware, are clearly aware of this. The state is aware of this, DOT. They are taking more action. There's going to be more state police as, as much as they can provide. Of course, they're, they're understaffed. They're down uh, from where their full strength is supposed to be. 
but they are aware of it. They're working on it. They were talking about some rumble strips to try to keep people from crossing over the middle line there. Uh, again, it's not really something we can take direct action on, but we certainly can make noise and talk to uh, the state police and the DOT, which we are doing. And just a little bit of economic update here. The two big buildings that are downtown here. In fact, I was surprised to hear you say that the building across the street from us, now known as the Hurley's building, 70% complete. So you really can't tell it from the outside, but they're making some progress there. I'm told by some of my uh, officials, uh, enforcement officials, that have to go and inspect that that, that is coming along. It's, it's unbelievable. You, wouldn't, you can't tell from the outside What's holding that project up are the windows. They have a real long back order, just like Mr. Kelly. He took months and months and months to get his windows in, and that's the same thing. Windows seem to be a big problem. Uh, I hear they're going to put temporary windows in just to get the place open, but they are really moving along there. You're going to see probably these temp- at least these temporary windows going in the next few months, um, but the inside is, is nearly complete. They have sheetrock up throughout the building. And across the street from that, the Foster Building, a.k.a. the Willimantic Trust Building. It's looking a little different now. They're making progress there. I see guys there every day working on it. There's a lot more crews there today uh, than there were a few months ago. Uh, I understand. And, again, we meet with uh, my team meets with his, his team, Mr. Kelly's team, every week now because there's so much activity going on there. Uh, the Hooker and the Poirier, which the next thing that has to happen there is some demolition. Uh, they are still working on different types, different permits and plans and equipment that's got to be rented. Uh, but they seem to be talking a lot about that lately as well. So we're seeing, for the moment, a lot of activity out of those projects. We couldn't be happier. Let's cross our fingers and hope they keep moving those projects along. It t- as I've mentioned many times before, it, it takes time to get some things to a certain point here. And uh, we're finally seeing the progress. I couldn't be happier. And one last note, the Shabu stage schedule, filling up nicely. Tell me more about that. Well, you know, a lot of the things we saw last year, uh, some new things. Uh, Zamata, Zamata, who is the executive administrator in the town hall, she has been really leading up a lot of the town-sponsored uh, events, and, and a lot of them are going to have kind of a Latin flavor to them. Uh, there's going to be a Mother's Day uh, uh, performance. There's going to be a big performance in June. I can't remember the artist's name, my gosh, but I'll probably mispronounce it anyway. But it's on the big, big sign, electronic sign. We're trying to get all the events up there, also on the calendar on the town hall's website. Um, but we have a pretty full schedule. If you have something that you need to, to want to use the stage for, you got to get to to Tara at Recreation and get your application, and so we can review it as soon as possible. The schedule's filling up. It's really exciting. Should be another record year for a number of events on the uh, stage. Jim, lively show today. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you, Wayne, as usual. That would be Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers, brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street, Nash Street, Willimantic, headquartered in East Hartford. PMR operates state-of-the-art processing facilities in Canastota, New York, Orangeburg, South Carolina, and Willimantic, USA. Learn more at PMRInc.com. 14 WILI, Willimantic. And 95.3 FM.